Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. I'm going to talk tonight about hearing the voice of God. And we were talking with the staff this week, what what topic do they think might be relevant to you? And that's that's kind of one of the things that they mentioned. And this is something that is very, very uh, precious to me, is learning how to recognize and hear the voice of the Lord. And I know that a lot of us come from different backgrounds. Um, I grew up in an, a Baptist background. And I know all of us come from just different denominational backgrounds. And I want us to talk tonight about the fact that the Lord is a relational God. And He wants to have a relationship with you. And He doesn't want to relate to you like, I am God and I am in relationship with you. But he wants to have a relationship with you, and you, and you, and you. And I have a different perspective than you all do because I'm a mom, and I'm a grandma. But I have three kids. And when my kids were growing up, one of the things that was very important to me, there was three of them, is that every day... I had one-on-one, face-to-face interaction with each one of them. And there were a lot of times where that took work on their part and my part, where we both had to sacrifice to ensure that we had relationship with each other. Two of my kids are at Texas A&M right now, and I I still talk to them every day. I haven't missed a day, by God's grace, Sometimes it's just two minutes, hey, mom, I'm walking to class to class, whatever, test went good, I'm doing good, everything's great. Sometimes it's a a longer in-depth conversation, but it takes effort on my part, effort on their part, for us to have relationship. And I want us to start viewing our relationship with the Lord much the same way. And I want you to know that it isn't, if you feel like that there's distance between you and the Lord, or maybe you're not hearing from Him, um, it isn't that it's, the, the problem isn't on His end. He is constantly speaking. He is constantly focused on you and wanting to interact with you. So the first scripture that I wrote down for us to look at tonight is Genesis 1.27. And this is the one that just says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God created us in his image. We look like him. We feel things like he feels. He is relational and we are relational. And really quickly, after God created Adam, he says, you know, it's not good for man to be alone, right? We all need relationship. That's one of the things that makes this season that you're in, being away at college, one of the more difficult seasons. How many of you would say 
at points, maybe many points at my time here at WT or AC or wherever you're at, I have felt lonely. <laughs> right. Or I feel like one of my kids, I won't say which one it was, called me first semester of college and said, I feel like if I drop dead, people would step over me and never notice. I am alone here. How many of you would say, I have felt like never before in this season a sense of being alone, right? That's not good. Even God said it in his word because you were created in his image. He needs relationship. You need relationship. Before the fall, before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, the Bible tells us in Genesis 3.8, that God walked with them in the cool of the day. God literally created us so that he could relate to us. And before sin entered in, he just hung out with them, walking around, looking at the garden, checking out the fruit on the trees and all the things, relating with them. And I think sometimes we think they probably really enjoyed that. But I want you to start thinking about the fact that God enjoyed it too. The whole reason that we exist is because he wanted to have relationship with us. Okay, so how many of us in the room would say, I know that I have heard the Lord speak to me? Okay. So we all know that most of us, and, and I have never heard the audible voice of God. When I say the Lord said this to me, it has always been in my heart, right? And I don't know, I would believe that someone else may have heard an audible voice of God. And I told you that I grew up in a Baptist church, and everything that I learned growing up in the Baptist church, I still believe. Basically, um, all of the Bible stories, I mean, I can tell you Bible stories. I love it. With my grandkids, my favorite thing to do now is I just ask them all the things about the Bible. Who was this? Who was their son? What did that person do? No, it wasn't them, but that name you just said, what did they do? And I mean, we can talk for hours about just Bible trivia. I love it. I learned all that in the Baptist church. I also learned that it is important that you make a personal decision to receive Jesus in your own heart, right? It doesn't matter if my grandma's grandma's grandma was a Christian. That doesn't make me a Christian. Because God wants relationship with me, right? And we all come to a point where we accept him or we don't. If you are a believer, you heard the voice of the Lord when you felt that conviction to receiving to begin with, right? So we all can relate to hearing God's voice. And when I was uh, studying this afternoon and praying about this, there were two stories that I remember, and I've got a lot more, but the two that I felt like the Lord wanted me to share about times that I know I heard his voice. One um, was kind of silly, but I was driving down the street, and I was on Jim Lake Road, like right where that Walmart and United and all of that is on that corner, and I was pulling up to this light, and because I am extremely, ridiculously competitive, this lane didn't have a car in it, and this lane had like three. So which lane do you think I'm going to get in? The one where I can be first, right? So I get over to get in the lane so I can be first, and I heard the Lord say, don't get in that lane. In my heart. Well, 
I still want to be first. So I just am like, eh, I pull up to the light. I'm not kidding you, less than five seconds later, here comes a car through the light, hits me, knocks me into the Sonic parking lot. And as soon as, I mean, I've been in this wreck, I'm just sitting at the light, bam, hits me, I'm in the grass, and the Lord said, I said, don't get in that lane. Right, and I'm like, okay, I want to recognize and respond to even little directions that the Lord would give us. So sometimes it's just, look over there, you see that kid? He's been sitting by himself every day in the JBK and you've passed him for a week. I want you to recognize this person is feeling alone. Or it might be something like my story, or it may be something a little bigger. And I'll tell you, this was the other story that I felt like I wanted to share. But when I was about your age is when I started to ask the Lord, help me make my relationship with you personal. I I want my own relationship with you. Um, And if it's true and real, I want to experience it. If it's weird and just something weird that people do, I don't want no part of that. But I want to be open-handed enough that just because maybe I haven't experienced it, it doesn't mean it's not real, right? Just because maybe I have never spoken in tongues, that doesn't mean that people really don't speak in tongues, right? Everybody has their own experience. So I'm just going to different churches and trying to learn everything. And you know, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says, test everything and hold on to the good, right? So that means I should be able to listen to a sermon. And if a, if a pastor or preacher says something that I don't agree with, I can go, mm, I don't so much agree with that. But if he says something good over here, I can be like, yep, Holy Spirit, I agree, right? I can test everything and hold on to the good. So I'm at this church, and I went to this church uh, with my friend, and it had a woman pastor. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I I, I still do not believe that women should be pastors of churches. But I was at this church, and it was this woman pastor, and she's up there, and she's, you know, talking. I'm sitting by my friend, and um, I'm trying to get used to the fact that, oh, gosh, this is a woman, and oh, well, that. And, but we get into the sermon. Well, in the middle of the sermon, now, in my church where I grew up, there was three songs, and you never sang the third verse. Then we had preaching. Then we had an altar call. And if you were going to come down for prayer, it was at the end. And we did it the same all the time, right? So that's what I'm expecting. Well, in the middle of the service, this woman looks at me in the middle of her talking, it stops what she's talking about, and she says, I think that you might be praying for a spouse. And I was like, hmm, that's an easy one. I'm like 21 years old, and I'm sitting here by myself. <laughs> so I was like, mm, yeah. And she goes, come on down here. I want to pray for you. So I'm like, oh, my word, you're so out of order. This is not the end. So I get up, and I come down, and she's right here. So I come down that middle aisle like I'm accustomed to, and I'm standing kind of in front of her. And she goes, there's probably a lot of us here today that are praying for relationships, praying for a spouse, you know. If you are praying for all these things, come up, and I'm going to pray for you too. Well, while I'm standing here, I'm expecting them to line up 
like that, right? Well, as they come, they start lining up beside me. And there is a line like going straight across like this. And I am like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? And she goes down to that end. I'm kind of in the middle now. She goes to that end and she starts praying for these people. And I kid you not, have you ever heard of slain in the spirit? Okay, these people are falling out. Like she prays for them, down. Prays for them, down. Prays for them, down. There's people, men in the church that are coming up and catching them as they're going down. And here they come, you know, towards me. And I am like, God, I am not laying down on this ground. And we're all about to be embarrassed. I mean, she's going to think she has to cast a demon out of me or something, but I'm not doing that. Well, closer and closer. And I mean, I'm sweating and like, oh my God. <laughs> I am not laying on this ground, God. And I mean, I am having it out with the Lord. Well, she gets to me and she's, she never did touch me and she starts praying for me. And I'm still like, God, I'm, I'm not laying. And all the people over there, they're already down. And so I'm just like, Ooh. well, Finally, I feel like I got my point across to the Lord that I'm not going to do this. And so then I think I can at least listen what she's praying, right? So then I start listening to her prayer, and I'm being respectful. And the next thing I know, I am laying on the ground. And all that I could hear the Holy Spirit say to my heart was, you will do whatever I tell you to do. And I was like, yes, sir, I will. Can I please get off the floor? And that has never, ever happened to me again, ever. But the Lord used that experience to communicate to me, whatever I ask you to do, I just want you to do it because there is a reason for it. And don't tell me what you're not going to do, right? But we all have experienced what it's like to hear the voice of the Lord. Okay, I'm going to read you now 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'm going to read you verses 1 through 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli, and he said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So he went and he lay down, and again the Lord said, Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli, and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And a third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, 
Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went, and he laid down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. So Samuel is a young man, and he serves before the Lord under Eli. And it's bedtime. And Eli is the priest, and he's gone to bed, and Samuel is in uh, the temple where the Ark of the Covenant was. Do you know what the Ark of the Covenant represented? The presence of God, right? How many of you ever in your church, when you were a little kid, you ever went in the sanctuary when the lights were off and nobody was in there? Did it not make you like, well, get up out of there quick? Yep. I mean, you're like, oh, this is like holy ground. Can you imagine sleeping next to the presence of God? And that's where this young boy slept. And then the Lord calls him Samuel. And he goes back and Eli's like, it isn't me. And finally, this authority figure in his life recognizes it must be God. And something that I think this story speaks to us is that sometimes those people in your life, your mentor or um, your parents or those people that the Lord has placed over you, sometimes they can recognize the voice of God in your life as well. And you need to trust that. So Eli's like, it's God. He's trying to talk to you. In, in verse 1 of chapter 3, it says, In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And at that time in history, the Holy Spirit had not been given to us. And so there was usually one prophet at a time that God would actually speak to, and then that prophet would be the voice of God to the people. That isn't true for us. When, when Jesus died and was resurrected and he sent his Holy Spirit, he says that his Holy Spirit lives in us. And so he's constantly with us. He's constantly speaking to us. John 14, 15 and 17, through 17 says this, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. And then in John 14, 26 and 27, it says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. And will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And in these two scriptures, the word tells us that the Holy Spirit lives in us, is with us, and he teaches and reminds. That is communicating. He teaches, he reminds, he guides, he comforts. All of those things are communicating with us. Jeremiah 29, 11 is the verse that we all know that for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. 
Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. John 27, 10 says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Do not let the world or this culture steal from you the wonder and the uniqueness of the relationship that the Lord wants to have with you. You know, when we think about that story of Samuel, each time the Lord called Samuel, he called him by his name. He wasn't just speaking to anybody who happened to be listening. But he, the one who spoke the universe into being, was calling Samuel's name. And he calls your name. He has so many things that he wants to share with you. And I want to ask our worship team to come back up. They're going to do one more song, but before they do that, they're just going to play some music for us. And I'm going to give you just a minute to put this into practice. And you might need to spread out and kind of get a little bit by yourself if you're comfortable doing that. But something that I started doing when I was about your age, because it helped me to tune in, you know, relationship goes two ways. Just like your relationships, if you're the only one talking, you do not have an intimate relationship with the person that's just receiving, right? I talk, you talk. I talk, you talk. That's how we get to know one another. We sometimes don't give the Lord, or we don't sit long enough to wait for Him to respond to us. In Matthew, it tells us, if you seek me, you're going to find me. Well, sometimes I think we sit down and we tell God all the horrible things that are going wrong and all the things that we need Him to fix, and then we just get up and we're on our way. And what we need to do is when we ask Him things and we share things with Him, we need to pause a moment and wait for Him to respond because He will. And you know, actually, in my conversations with the Lord, what He's saying is a whole lot more important than what I'm saying. The Bible even tells us that the Holy Spirit prays for you because sometimes you don't even know what to pray. But He always knows what to pray. And He always has something to say to you. And when we recognize that, we really are never alone. You can be the most alone in a crowd of people. Would you agree with that? And when I feel that feeling, if I can put into practice just in my heart, God, I'm listening for you. I want to be aware of your presence with me. What do you want to say to me? And so we gave you a piece of paper. You might have a journal with you. You may not even have a pen and that's okay. But Something that has become a practice for me and is now something very special is oftentimes when I'm spending time with the Lord, I'll write out my prayer, what I'm saying to God. And then when I'm finished, I will write, Lord, what do you want to say to me? And then just whatever comes into my spirit, I just write it as fast as I can. And then maybe even later that day, I might go back and read it, and you'll be amazed. Because you see, the Bible also tells us that God knows 
that we are basically dirt, dust, and we're going back to that. I'm really, really simple. And my God, your God loves you so much. If I sit down and say, God, what are you saying to me? He's not going to let the pizza talk to me at that moment, right? He will speak to you. And it'll amaze you when you go back and read the beautiful, encouraging, challenging sometimes truth that God will speak to you. So we're just going to take a little individual time for the next couple minutes. And then whenever y'all are ready, move on into that last song. But God, I just want to thank you tonight that you are a relational God. I thank you, God, that you know the deepest desires of our heart and you often give those desires to us, God. I thank you that we never, ever have to be alone. And I am so grateful, God, that you have so many wonderful things to teach us and to share with us. And really, you just want to know us. And you want us to know you. So, Holy Spirit, we just give you some time tonight I thank you, God, that we are all dealing with different situations and there are so many voices in the world. I just want to say, shh, in Jesus' name. Because, God, you are the way, the truth, and the life. You created us for relationship, and we need relationship. So, Holy Spirit, would you just come individually and meet with us, God, tonight. And we're listening. You've been listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.